Monday Night Fever with Hamish and Jack. Monday Night Fever. Just turn off your mind and relax and look down the street. And welcome to another Monday Night Fever. I hope you like our theme song. We worked very hard to, to produce that for you. And I think it's I think it's fucking wonderful, if you ask me, Jack. Did we work hard? Well, I thought we did. I spent a good <laughs> couple. Maybe you did. I'd had a couple of drinks. I just went balls out to me. Yeah, but you can also tell that you've put a you've put a bit of effort into it because you've certainly done a few layers of the old uh, vocal cords there. Oh, well, thank you. And it's just what I do best. Sometimes it depends who you ask, actually. <laughs> well, what what I wanted in my head, like when I was making the track and what you sent back was like, you know, better than what I had anticipated. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I was I was like, oh, my God, this is this is brilliant. And like, let's let it be a minute long, you know? Yeah. Let's be the Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Let's be right. the Simpsons of a podcast and world. Let's do that. Yeah. And I and I just thought, man, this is fucking brilliant. Yeah. And you know what I really like about it? What? I really like it. Ooh. Sometimes I know this is not always the approach when you should be doing a song. And I think, mm, don't know about that, but I do actually really like it. So oh, hopefully cheers, other people like it. Hopefully people aren't getting annoyed by it. Well, I've got a guitar riff coming your way, man, and like a little song that I'm like that I'm mucking around with at the mm. moment that I think you're gonna like. Why is this to get me out of a depressive songwriting pattern? Yeah, like I, I've just been thinking about it heaps. That any all the musicians listening to it are gonna probably like know what I'm talking about here, and anybody else is probably gonna be completely lost. But mm. anyway, just mm. bear with me. Yeah, bear with it. It's coming. It's <laughs> if you don't want to bear with me, just skip five minutes and then just skip be. it. Yeah. Just, just, but, um, all, well, you know, bear with them. Jeez, so I was like, give a minute. I was like, well, how can I make it happy? Right. Mm. And I was like, mm, well, either I can, I can just put it in a major key, right. Which is, which is, which is fairly easy to do. Mm. Right? And, and then, but even then, you know, when you start mucking around with chords, you've got like, you, you, you will still have like a minor chord in the progression. I was like, how do I make it even happier? Yeah. Oh, cause yeah. I'll find that minor chord and I'll, <laughs> I'll make I'll make that boy depressing. Yeah. You'll be like, it's a lovely day. It's a lovely day. In hell. In hell. That's right. It's burning me up in hell. Anybody wants that melody, they're free to have it. You take it away. (laughs) Well, it's been a strange, strange old week, hasn't it? In in Australia and Aussie world. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, thank you for everybody that, uh, you know, sent us all those lovely messages last week. Yeah, and hopefully you. send us all lovely messages this week and, you know, send in your stories. We whatever. need compliments. Yeah. You know, 
where where your missus and she's getting ready to go out and she's like, oh, I don't look good. I feel frumpy. My bum's too big now. You know, all these <laughs> things. And, and then you go, oh, babe, you're amazing. That's what Hamish and I need constantly. Yes, please. But we, we pretend we don't. Like we... We're we fragile out, little boys. We went out Saturday night and yeah. people were very kind to us, you know, starting to get a bit of recognition. That's lovely. Yeah. We're like, oh, so kind of you to say, so kind of you to listen. But inside, we're going, yes, finally, we get love. Everybody love everybody. Yeah, man, I love it. And we need it. Everyone needs it. It makes my, it makes my heart smile, Jack. Oh, you make my heart smile, Hamish. <laughs> you make my heart smile. You know what doesn't make my heart smile? What? And it's a bit of shitty news. I think everyone woke up to on Saturday. Yeah. About Shane Warne, man. Shane oh, Warne passing. Man. And you know, I've shit on cricket so many times <laughs> on our podcast. I yeah. don't mean to shit on it, but there's a couple of guys who I really like because you just know they'd be great on a night out. They'd be great fun. Yeah. Tell their friends, just love them being around and want Freddie Flint off. And the other one is unfortunately the like great Shane Warne, you know. Yeah, because Shane Warne, man, he's lived a life. Yeah, and he is the Keith Richards of cricket, without a doubt. That's that's you know, that's it. You don't want the wild fucking ones to die, right? You want all the you want all the healthy ones, you know, to probably go first and then have the yeah, or or maybe nobody before their time. But Shane Warne, man, what a fucking dude! What a dude! I'm not to sound like a chauvinistic pig, but that man is. That man has, you know, knocked, knocked it out the park a few times. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. He's almost more famous for his nights out, you know, mm. than mm. he was for, for his cricket in yeah. the end. Because, you know, like, I'm not a cricket fan at all. If you if you ask me to go to a cricket game, you know, <laughs> you, you may as well. He's going to be well washing his hair it. that night if you ask him to go to a cricket game. Oh man, if you ask me to come to a cricket game, you mm. may as well ask me to fucking clean your toilet. You know? <laughs> it means it's the same thing to me. He doesn't want to do it. No. He doesn't want to be covered in shit. It's just no. not happening. But you know what? what's nuts about it, man, is how certain people in certain like professions just transcend whatever they do. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, he's a cricketer and he's like an Aussie cricket legend. And he's a he's a he's a cricket legend in general, right? But that dude is just universally loved. Yeah. Because he's he's like man about town, you know? Yeah. He's he's a guy who you would love to know. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you remember? I don't know, I don't know how much coverage you get of like Australian press over mm. in the UK, right? But when I remember in my life, there was a time when Shane Warne was doing this campaign to, for everybody to quit smoking. All oh, right. Okay. No, I can't remember they, that. They, they'd kind of paid him heaps of money to like, mm-hmm. be like, you be the Shane, you've quit smoking. You'd be the poster boy. And he was like, okay, send me the check. And they, he went out and did it. And then after started smoking again. <laughs> it makes me like him even more. Yeah. Me too, man. It's, it's just shit like that. And, you know, it's it's funny how we we love we're draw, like drawn to wild people, mm. you know, and wild people are way more interesting than you know some yeah. people. I think it's people who live on the edge, man. You yeah, know? it's it's that it's that thing that it, in any moment something could happen. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I used to so Graham Norton, like a big Graham Norton fan. I used to love watching that. My my routine at home was always go and get really drunk on a Friday, and that'd be on Friday night, and then I get up Saturday and I'd watch it, <laughs> and that'd be how I'd ease into my Saturday. You know, sore head, usually a Lucas Aid, a big sugary drink mm. next to me, and Graham Norton, and I always loved when Shane Warren was on. And mm. and that's the other thing, being being a Brit, um, there's a, we only get a few Australians that come over and kind of make it. Yeah. In the UK, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you'd have said to me, "Who's the biggest star ever to come out of Australia a few years ago?" I'd have said Kylie Bloody Minogue, mate. Really? Not yeah. Steve Irwin. Oh, Steve Irwin. Let's not talk about him. I'm already a little bit sad about Warney. I, I don't want to get even, even more emotional. Yeah. But yeah, we, we I'd say there's a few. Kylie Minogue, Steve Irwin. Mm. Um, Hamish Reid. Hamish Reid now, of course. Of course. Um, you know, all the big ones. All mm. the big ones. Danny Minogue, when she did two years of X Factor. What a star. What a, a star was born. Let me tell you that, when Danny Minogue stepped on the X Factor. But uh, yeah, so man, it's just such a, especially, you know, with all the shit going on in Ukraine and all that. And then you see someone like, like I say, man, I'm not a cricket fan. I'm a Shane Warne fan, you know? Mm. Dude. But yeah, rest in peace, Shane Warne. Absolutely. Oh man, it's Paul family, 52 as well. That's, it's making me have a conversation with my old man because he's older than Shane Warne and he was not a professional athlete. He's yeah, been fit his entire life. Yeah, it's just you. Fifty-two is no age to go. No, and it's funny. I mean, well, it's not funny at all, man. But it's interesting how, like, athletes, like, mm. um, you know, f- you know they they get so fit and you know, or stay fit and then have heart problems. And mm. you think, like, isn't that a good thing to be like super fit? Super fit. Yeah. yeah, super fit. It's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like. You know, I, oh, I I don't know the science behind it. I don't, I don't know any no, of that. But being maybe pushing your body to the limit that often is just mm. not healthy for you. But obviously, you know, he's had a fantastic career. Yeah, fifty two, man. Yeah, it's a bit young. It's, uh, puts things into perspective a little bit. I feel. Yeah, well, if 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 you know, if our life expectancies were 50, 52, man, well, then I'm nearly halfway done. Mm. Yeah. Do you ever think about, oh, anyway, can we just backtrack a little bit? Cause we got very sidetracked about, you know, yeah, the sorry. whole shame. Sorry, thing. Mate. I sorry. was, I was telling you about, um, about the song I was writing for you. Mm. Cause Jack, for anybody who's listening, Jack writes a lot of songs, but all of them have this like dark, um, undertone to them yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And they're a little the, bit, I'll be more... honest. Uh, everything is about like love, sex and death. Yeah. You know? Three points. Jack, have you hit have you hit love in this song? I'll hit it now. Jack, have you hit death? Yes. What about sex? We're working on it. Hmm. We're in the pre-chorus, or as I like to call it, the foreplay of the song. <laughs> Wouldn't the foreplay be the intro, man? It would be. In a happy song. Not in my. So you said so yeah, me- carry on. You're, 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 you're trying to write me a beautifully happy. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, well, well, all right, let's, let's put it in, 
let's tune let's take the keith richards approach to to, to oh. songwriting here right and tune the guitar to to a, to a major chord so I took the took the string off and then you know the top string and fucking uh, I don't know, like real keith richards thing you got a cigarette in your mouth while you're doing it yeah, yeah of course. gonna gonna write jack a happy song i need my podcast to keep me happy i need my boy to keep me happy baby won't you keep me happy baby that's that's how is that how you've been doing it a little bit and yeah, then i've taken did i get carried away then yeah but it's good <laughs> thank you and uh you know a little bit of theater but um going back to the story uh, theater darling theater Going back to the story, so I've I've now got my guitar in open G, right? Mm. And um, that that start me up sound, you know, mm. where you can't, where it's really it's, it just becomes more difficult to play minor chords. So you just tend not to because guitar mm. players are just notoriously lazy as fuck. So you know, taking on that approach, and then I've just come up with something, and I was like, oh, that's very clever, Hamish. Well done. Ten points for Gryffindor. Why did you give yourself a pass on the back? I did. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, we've redacted everyone. Don't give Hamish any more praise. He's had the Saturday night fill already, he's been getting too much praise, and now he's praising himself. Well, someone has to, man. I don't oh, get it. You're, enough. Being, you're being slivering <laughs> anyway. You wouldn't be in Gryffindor, yeah, 100%. I always wanted to be in Slytherin too. Yeah, you're I like a thought. 2022 Malfoy, that's what you like. No, not a Malfoy. I'm not, it's certainly not a Malfoy. I just, mm. I just thought Harry was, and I also think Malfoy is a bit of a pussy too, but especially Harry. Yeah. I just, by the, by the, by the, you know, by the third or fourth one, I just, just stopped starting to root for Harry. I was Wait like, see what my father says about this. Yeah. yeah I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. A little kid. Oh, hated mm. that boy. So why were you, why, why were you not a Harry, Harry fan by the fourth film? Because he, he was doing too well. Not that he was doing too well, man. I just thought, fucking hell, Harry, you little bitch. Yeah. Got a lot of shit going on, Harry, honey. He? he did, but he was just, I don't know, man. And then I was like, yeah, if this was real life, man, like the Slytherin and the, the Dark World have been in the, you know, probably mm-hmm. be Snape. <laughs> yeah. Leave Harry alone. Leave yeah. him alone. Yeah. <laughs> He was your friend. It's not, do you know what I mean? Like with, with the, like, cause I would be too interested in the dark arts. I'd be like, yeah, mm. teach me those spells. I wouldn't yeah. want to, I wouldn't be yeah. anywhere near Wingardium Leviosa. No, you wouldn't. You'd be in the darker ones. Yeah. 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 You maybe, maybe you're a little. Nevada Cadabra. Maybe you're, isn't that the Nissan? Car. Well, I thought it was the. That's, oh, okay. That was like Voldemort's like that's what, spell. that's what he said. Maybe that's who you remind me of, a young Tom Riddle. Yeah, maybe. Headmaster, have you noticed? <laughs> Headmaster. That's who you'd be. Because even in I'd real be, life. I'd be Hagrid. The <laughs> <laughs> older I get, the more Hagrid I become. Oh, you shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> me. I don't, I'd, would you be Hagrid though? I don't think you would. Would you give me someone cooler to be? You would be, you would be Ron's older brother, twin older brothers, but in one person. Oh no! I think Harry, that Harry, what's his name? Something George. 
yeah, well, both of them. You are both of them in one person. Oh, what's the other one's name? This is going to turn into us forgetting Nile Rogers' name for an hour and a half, isn't it? What was his name? <laughs> Fred. George and Fred. Oh, yeah. we, got there, we got there too soon, if you ask me. Bloody Tucson. Mm. Well, what were we talking about? Oh, you're writing a happy song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was only uh, two minutes off track. Yeah, so... um. Anyway, the happy song's coming your way. But I noticed because like it, I was listening to things going, well, what can I write? And then we put the the bitches back for the Pat Doherty mm. story a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, fuck, that's a happy song. Mm. And it's like, and then I was listening to, then I went down to old mate, you know, Elton's playlist and was listening to Saturday's All Right for Fighting. And I was oh, like, that's happy too. And then yeah. I was listening to Star Me Out and I was like, well, what's the same about all these songs? Mm. Well, they're all on you know played on you know open g on the guitar it wouldn't various keys but you know mm. the concept is pretty there's not a lot a lot of you know there's not much money in that song well that's and just that's where we're going yeah a whole lot of happy but it's funny because you're jack like to me right you should be writing the happiest songs in the world because you're from liverpool and the way you speak and the way you come across if anyone sings songy you're just like this happy bumble yeah. of joy yeah but then you then your music you would think that you're an emo in the in the in the in 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 year seven saying more about my life experiences more than anything else oh i don't know but i i think that might be the case for a mm. lot of you know, because you often, they often say comedians are, are sad, you know, in person. So, you know, but you're happy in I, person. But I believe that though. Do you, yeah. know, you know that Robin Williams quote that, um, what does he say? People who are always like, I'm paraphrasing, people are always trying to make others smile and happy are the ones who are usually like the darkest inside. Yeah. Paraphrasing, paraphrasing. But I, I sometimes, I, do, do you ever feel like that? Well, I still, I, um, because I feel like last week we touched a lot on mental health, especially yeah. you know, of the male brain. And I, to be honest, I, I do think that sometimes if a situation needs a bit of levity or whatever, someone needs cheering up, I'll, I'll often leap to that because I don't like the idea of anyone being a little bit upset, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe you're right, man. It's it's like the universal yin and yang that mm. you're unconscious of. I tell you what does make me happy. Mm. West Underground, big hit in India. Man, well, hello you know. to our Indian brothers and sisters. Yes, thank you. And yeah. the, the amount of love I'm seeing from India. <laughs> Jeez, I can see where the Beatles went there. Yeah. I'm getting it. Oh, I'm getting it. West Underground goes to India. That would you be You must never have thought, you know, when you started this podcast, you mustn't have thought it's gonna be a big hit in India soon. No, it just kind of happened. They were just drawn to drawn to us, Jack. Maybe, maybe there is something that we have in common with the Beatles here. Mm. Oh, don't compare us to the Beatles. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Although we are a little bit like them, aren't we, everybody? But uh yeah, India man, a bit of Indian love going on. Yeah, I like it. You know, at least it's love, man. Yeah, at least, you know? at least, at least it's love. Yeah, at least you know? it's love. I see the silver lining in everything at the moment. Yeah, you know? I do. And oh man, I just find that a little bit crazy. Yeah, India. You, you know, you just thunk it. But thank you, everyone in India, for all that love. 
we appreciate that. We like that a lot. And for this Monday night fever thing too, like I can, when we put this out, cause we only put this out on, you know, on streaming platforms. It's mm. not just on Spotify, but you know, Spotify is the most popular. So that's how we've been marketing, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and so I can track on the map when we put out, you know, for any, anyone who doesn't know how this works, I'll explain it very fast under, you know, uh, like I'm doing a government ad here, but so when we put out when we put our podcast up onto all the streaming platforms, it goes under an R R R double S feed, and that feed we can then track where that has been projected around the world. And currently on our map of projected locations that we have been streamed from, we can see that we have been streamed in th- predominantly four main countries, which include Australia, India, Canada, and the US. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming to Hamish's TED Talk. This advert has been paid for by Hamish Reed. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens. And then we can see what Hamish can see, because I don't understand any of that. Because I'm just not that kind of guy. But I, I maybe, maybe they just listened. But I was like, I hope they're not listening to us to practice up on their English because you know oh, we've got yeah, a spouser in here and then an Australian. You know, we're it's not, not the best place to, to be learning English from. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of like you know somebody learning English from us, and it's just a mixture of our accents. Yeah, it'd be like I'm learning English. Fucking hell. You know, it'd be which one was you? <laughs> which would, one was me? Well, I feel like I probably swear more than more than you, Jack, in my thing. So I was going. I wondered if they'd be like, if they yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was simp on the bar. I know now you're sounding more. I don't know. Is that what we sound like? I don't know if I hold on to my phrases and I'm like, hello, Jack. <laughs> Maybe I'm I just doing that. all me. but saying Australian words? I don't know. It's too much pressure. Yeah. Have you have you been practicing on my voice? Have you been you been working on that? No, I haven't been practicing your voice. I've been practicing George Harrison's in the car. Oh yeah. Yeah. Been listening to George talk about the Beatles <laughs> and his experiences with Tom Petty in the traveling wilderness. Oh, you lost it at the you end really of the track, but that was very good at the beginning. Oh, thank you. I was trying my best to that. Ten points for Slivering. <laughs> Man, like, have you, you know, I'm going to take this podcast in a totally different direction, right? But mm. I have always, as a kid, right, been interested in, like, taboo shit, right? Yeah. As a kid, it has always fascinated me. And this goes back to, you know, taking things to the extreme, pushing yourself to the edge, right? Mm. Anything. I've always been interested in, like, taboo shit. And, you know, and if you go in into, you know, the land of taboo, right, the first mm-hmm. door you probably come across is, like, you know, the secret societies of the world, the Ooh, occult, the world. Yeah. And it has always been like the most fascinating reading. So if mm. I go to Hogwarts, you know, I would have found all the, all the death spells and I would have been like, yeah, this is, this is crazy guys. Yeah. And I would have been kicked out of Gryffindor. If the FBI are listening, uh, keep your eye on Hamish Reed. Uh, we're not sure what he's going to do. <laughs> oh man, look, you don't have to worry about me. FBI, CIA. He had a cult. It was called the West Underground Cult. <laughs> MI6, you are fine. Don't worry about me. All I want to do is just know how they work, what mm-hmm. happened, and the history of it, and then move on. Oh, no. 
I, you know, West Underground is going to be like the Manson family. Don't worry. You have nothing to worry about. You've got the hair for it. Old Charlie Manson. Haircut now, man. I got my haircut the other day, guys, and Jack's just teasing me because I got it. It looks really nice. It's really nice. It looks, uh, you look windswept and interesting. Oh, man. The name of Billy Connolly's book. No, you do. Oh, that's a little compliment sandwich from Charlie Manson to you. <laughs> Just wait, wait for the, wait for the dessert. Um, yeah, so I think I think the whole the whole idea of like the Illuminati is a fascinating one, isn't it? Because the idea that there's people out there that have worked like families down in history and they've always been there and they've always had their finger in the pie of the world. It is interesting. See, I don't know if the Illuminati, like the Illuminati to me, right, seems a bit bullshit, you know? Mm. You know, it just seems like it just, because yeah, you, you know, you know for a fact, right? People, people with, you know, say if, if, if I had a hundred million dollars tomorrow, right? Yeah. Two years down the track, right? You're going to have to make some friends that also have a hundred million dollars because you would be like, I want to obviously keep my hundred million dollars and not yeah. lose my hundred dollars. How, so how, how, how do you keep your hundred million dollars? Those conversations. My little piggy bank, man. <laughs> I've got a little pig next to my bed and it, it, you know, it does the job. The address of Hamish will be posted in the uh, comments after this. I have a guy only got a, it's only a hundred million cents, guys. Don't worry. How much is that though? You're good at maths. What's that? Well, divide a hundred million by a hundred and we'll get our answer. Anyway, me and Jack are uh, are dumb, so don't don't wait here for the We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know ever. Yeah, no. We won't ever know what to do if we have that kind of money. Yeah. No, we'll probably lose our minds. You know, look, I'm trying to be professional here and say we would make, lose the money. We would make friends that would that would teach us how to hang on to the money, but we probably wouldn't. It'd would you want to be hanging around with other rich assholes though? Or probably would you not. would you want your friends to all just be in awe of the amounts of money you you hold in your purse? Um. Yeah, but you, I wouldn't be able to keep up the stick for very long, right? Because mm. Because as soon as you would do that, to do that, you kind of have to remove yourself from your friend group a little bit because you can't be in the friend group going, boys, I have a hundred million. Because then you're just annoying and they won't want to be. Boys, I'll pay for the Uber tonight in my helicopter. Mm. I think the boys would enjoy that. I think they would, but you, you know, but you, there's a fine line between enjoyment and you being a prick. Mm. Yeah, but there's also that aspect, isn't there? People being like professional friends, mm. paying your friends to hang around. Mm. No, I wouldn't want that, man. Look, no. I'd probably be terrible if you gave me a hundred million dollars. Yeah, Spotify. If you, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, give it to me instead. No, give it to us. West Underground will be the most interesting channel in the entire world for about, you know, six months and until next week, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honest. All the time. Give us some of that. Give us some of that Rogan money. That's what I could want. You, could you imagine the like the shenanigans we would get up to if you gave us a hundred million dollars? Oh. It'd be quite dangerous. Oh no, it'd be fantastic. It would be fantastic. We'd be having the sumo wrestle ball pit in the ball. Oh, absolutely. But else, that'd be that'd be the top of the list. Yeah, 
man we would imagine imagine what else you could do man imagine like imagine having like a, a jumping castle pulled by a plane in the sky yeah i hope we'd also be insured because oh, absolutely be, that would be dollars in the bank that would be we'd be like this is where it's done i don't know why i'm saying it in like a bbc 1960s voice but this is west underground's final ever show today they're gonna jump out of a plane straight into a bouncy castle and see what happens no 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 oh, nobody no, so... has said no to them because they are so rich so we would start in the jumping castle right mm. and have a rope attached can to the back of the plane a, you call it a bouncy castle for me Jumping castle. Bouncy castle. Jumping castle. A bouncy castle. What do you do in it? You jump. Don't you bounce. And it's you a bounce. You're basic. You a bounce. bounce. You bounce is a ball, right? When the ball hits the ground and the court, that that's, is a bounce. That's exactly what I do in one of them castles. I okay. bounce. No, you jump. I bounce like a ball. A ball bounces, not a human. You jump. Jumping I'm... castle. Sometimes you... you really grind my gears. All right, let's agree to disagree. Bouncy castle. What's they call them in America? Like a moon bounce or something like that? They have, they have, a, they have a silly name for no, it. This is where the Americans finally get something right and call it a jumping castle. Do they call it a jumping castle? No, but I hope they do. I hope they call Imagine like, I'm from New York and I'm going on a bouncy castle. Oh. Doesn't, doesn't work, does it? But theoretically, I don't know too much about physics, but would it work if you pulled a jumping castle from the ground up? You know how you go like, what, what's it called when the boat drives and the sail in the parachute thing comes mm-hmm. off behind it? Yeah. Would it work for the same with the jumping castle? But when you bounced in a plane, but like as the plane's pulling it, you would almost be weightless in the air. Well, it wouldn't bounce, would it? But it might. It'd be like being in space for a second, be like, dun, 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 dun. You put, it only bounces because it's on a hard surface. Fact, we'll it? only know once they give us the hundred million dollars. Give us the hundred million. <laughs> Come, please, please give us a hundred million. Please, sir. Dad, Dad, I just need a hundred million. <laughs> it's a small loan. And a pilot crazy enough. You'd never get that deposit back of the of the bouncy castle either. You'd yeah. never get that deposit back. <laughs> Where is it? It's in Antigua now. Mm. Under the water. Yeah. Do you know how I have you ever seen? Maybe, maybe we should send Paul, Hugh, and Jordan up in it first. We'll watch. See what happens. To Boys, them. you test it out. Boys, you get up there. We we'll watch. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us how it is, you know. Make sure the food's not poisonous too. There's some grapes over there. We'll we'll stay down here. Um we'll we'll watch. Good on you, lads. Good on you, boys. Take one for the team. Thank yeah. you. Here's twenty dollars each. Well done. <laughs> 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 we give them below minimum wage for it. Here's nineteen dollars fifty each. Get up there. Well in, boys. Well in. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, you know. I wonder how much. I'd like to do that, but not us first. You know. Yeah. Look, I feel like these podcasts have become very substandard. If yeah. you and I look, Jack, once you've got a hundred million dollars, we could pay somebody to catch us if it all goes wrong, you know. <laughs> Who's gonna catch us though? Well, I don't know. Well, if we offer a hundred million dollars, blue for Igno, blue for Igno, that's who we need to catch us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, someone, someone with big arms. Yeah, we'll get we'll get Arnold's. Maybe Hagrid, maybe Hagrid, this could be a job for Hagrid. 
I don't know why we keep rubbing on Harry Potter on this episode, but we do. Monday Night Fever has went very Hogwarts. We'll get we'll get Hagrid and and Arnold to come down. I what about what you. about we just get another bouncy castle to land on? That's a great idea. I think so. That? I think so. Yeah. What could we build a jumpy castle island with that much money? Just a big blow up island in the. <laughs> An island full of blow. I'm sure Jeffrey Epstein's one was a little bit like that for a while. I'm sure those exist. Well, I thought Pablo, you were going to say Pablo, and I was going to be like, well, yeah, maybe. I do wonder what Escobar used to do with some of that money, you know? Well, he... Because he, a, a lot of it's just like hearsay, isn't it, you know? Well, he was really done with his money in a way because he he, he had the money, but he left it in cash, right? Which is, mm. if you're a drug dealer, you you know, you, you've got to you've got to have the cash to then launder to be legal tender, mm. you know? So... Pablo was making so much money and then kind of just going, well, I've got, I've got a warehouse full of cash. Why do mm. I need to, to clean it and put it into accounts? And, and, you know, the reason why you'd need to do that is because like once the rats eat it, once the water damage, you know, your roof starts leaking, mm. your cash is worthless, you know, and especially if you're dealing with, you know, foreign currencies or especially even us money, which is literally paper, literally paper, you know, um, like, uh, did you ever watch Narcos? Narcos. I don't know why I said that's oh. a weird. Narcos, Narcos sounds like a taco restaurant. Narcos. Narcos. And uh, like they used to bury his money all around Colombia and people would just yeah. find it and people would be like, nah, not, not getting that. Because they would wonder if you went from being like a fucking a goat herder to living in a mansion. They'd be like, where'd you, where'd you get this money from? Mm. It was Don Pablo's money. Like they know. They know mm. what you've done. The Wild West. Interesting point you said on about the roof leaking there, Hamish. Mm. Are we ready to talk about the worst storm to hit Australia since 1846? Yep. It's been a very, very wet, turbulent time here in Sydney. It's raining mm. for three weeks. I'm English. Even I'm fucking sick of it. It's yeah. wet. It's hot. There's flooding going on. I have never seen it so wet before. The, oh man, I seen a I seen a plumber, a plumber's van, and this is marketing 101. And on the side of the van, it said, "The wetter you get, the quicker we come." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I can't remember the name of the company, but marketing, fair play, respect, Ooh. respect." <laughs> yeah, quite yeah, it's, oh, it's been nuts, man. It's been nuts. Hairs frizzing everywhere. People losing the homes. Hairs frizzing yeah. everywhere. All the important things are going on. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, oh man, just to see like, you know, anyone who has like a boat, a little tinny boat now, like a, like a dinghy essentially for all the UK listeners. It's yeah. a metal dinghy with a little motor on it. Those people are like kings now. It's like having a bomb shelter in a nuclear war. You know what I mean? People used to be like, oh, why have you got that? What a waste of money that was. Yeah. Now they're just floating around now. Yeah. They're just out and about. Yeah. I ordered the cab the other day. And uh, anyway, I get a message. I'm here. I look around. And there's this guy in a wetsuit with an oxygen tank on his back. <laughs> I accidentally ordered a scuba, not an Uber. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that an awful joke? Oh, it's a terrible joke. Oh, my brother. My brother, like, claims he came up with that joke. If anyone who... who 
listened or watched the Pat Doherty episode will know I always thought my brother was the funniest human on the planet, which is kind of cult-like, isn't it? Believing such a thing. Yeah. And uh, he came up with that joke, and it is quite possibly the worst thing <laughs> ever I've mm. ever heard. Mm. Sorry, sorry to do that to all you people in India. Now, speaking of worst things, and we got mm. some attracted from the occult conversation I wanted to have with you. <laughs> sorry. But, um, you know, just a little 20 minute detour up the road. That's what um, we do. That's what we do. Yeah. This is, this is, <laughs> it, this, these conversations are almost like, um, sometimes feel like you're on a night out and you, and you, and you meet somebody who's, who's completely off their nut and they start mm. telling you about like six different things at once. And you're like, yeah. bro, where are we at? <laughs> yeah. But this is us on a Monday night. Yeah. Completely stone sober. Stone cold sober. Yeah. Stone cold Steve Austin sober. Just, you know, a little bit of ecstasy. That's all. No, I'm kidding. Spotify. I'm really sorry. It's not true. Give us the money. Give us the money now. So 100 the, million. Wait, wait, what, which is your favorite cult of all the cults? Well, I want to. Give top five cults. Uh, look, I wanted to. Well, I, I don't know if this really classifies as a as a cult, but I mm. wanted to get on topic of Alistair Crowley. Oh, okay. Because like there's part of, have you, I don't know how much reading Jack you've actually done on Alistair Crowley, right? In my life. Yeah. Not much on Alistair Crowley. Well, Alistair Crowley is, is like kind of, kind of fascinating because it's like, is there any truth to any of this shit? Because if, if there is such a thing as magic, right? And like, you know, fucking opening worlds to entities and spirits and stuff like that. On one side of my brain, right? It's like, that is cool as fuck. And then on the other one, it's like, that is also terrifying, <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, I think it's, it's equally scary, isn't it? Yeah. Like the idea that somebody's came up with it. Yeah. The idea that someone's came up with it and it not be true. Then you think, oh, what the fuck's going on in their mind that they've came up with that? But then if it is true, it's equally as, it's like space and like aliens. It's equally as weird either way. Yeah. But um, you know a little bit about um, Beleskin. Is it Beleskin House? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I feel like I'm being, I feel like you're teaching me the world here. I thought it was. I thought we had a conversation once. And you were talking about Alistair Crowley's house down in Scotland. Oh yeah, we did. Who were we having that conversation with? Each other, I thought. With each other? Did we have that conversation on Saturday night? That might be why I can't remember it. Oh, not recently. It was. No. I think it was on our night out. Are you on about the grave digging house? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's in the it. one that I Jimmy think, Page bought. Yeah, I think it's in in Fort William in Scotland. I think yeah. it's there. Yeah, my, my aunt used to live like down the road from there. Yeah. And the story goes that Jimmy Page only stayed there like three times because he was like, no, this is scary. Yeah, I've seen. Sorry, you, you, you completely caught me off track there. Oh, sorry, man. It's okay, but, um. Man. 
you know, I've seen some like because it caught fire a couple of years ago, and then now you can kind of break into it, which is cool. Because if I ever go to Scotland, I would just like to have a have a have a little look and be like, yeah, no, this is bullshit, and just kind of put my mind at ease and be like, okay, there's no, there's no real such thing as magic. Mm. You know, because I'm just a curious cat. Like, you know, I just want to know. I just want to know that, that there's, there's any truth into certain things, you know. If I could describe you in the best way possible, it would be curious cat. Yeah, that's me. Like, and you know what you know, curiosity did to the cat, Hamish? Yeah. You killed it. Well, I'm still, I'm still standing to reference Elton. Yeah, can't get enough of Elton in this episode. Mm. Yeah, man, I, I would like to go, but it would be terrifying. I mean, half of you were going kind of wanting to see something or hear something, wouldn't there? Yeah. There's like, I'd, I'd go in there kind of like, please, something happen. But at the same time, please, nothing happen. Yeah. Like, my, I've got a little cousin, Emily. So when they lived actually in, uh, was it Fort William or Fort Thomas? Sorry for Scottish listeners. I apologize for my. Bad knowledge of where my aunt used to live in Scotland. Um, but anyway, so they were staying in this old cottage and it was like hundreds of years old, right? And my little cousin was like three. And my aunt said to her, um, my, my aunt was like making breakfast and she could hear my little cousin talking. And she was like, Are you talking to yourself? Or you like what? And she said, I'm just talking to the old lady. And my aunt was like, uh oh, shit, this place is haunted. <laughs> and I think, you know, like, so I, I'll tell you another story about this cousin. Maybe, maybe she's just, uh, you know, maybe Insidious Five is going to be about this girl. We don't know, right? But yeah. we, we were, um, so I was staying with them for a while when they moved back to Liverpool. And um, I was downstairs with my missus having something to eat. And my cousin was like 12 and she went, can you close the door, please? And I was like, yeah, why? And she went, because they're watching us. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And I'm 22 years of age. <laughs> trying not to seem fucking terrified in front of a teenager. You know, this young girl who's, in, who's in fucking just in high school. And I'm like trying to keep me cool. But inside I'm going, ah. Mm-hmm. And my missus was looking at me like, what the fuck is going on here? So I closed the door and she went, oh, that's better now. I was like, this is fucking eerie shit, but I don't know if she was ever doing that just because she knew how fucking terrifying it was for anybody else. <laughs> Maybe she's just a prankster. Mm. But I was fucking terrified. But where where my aunt lived that in, in that house, that was built on like an old... There was, a, there was an old hospital that was there and he knocked that down and then built a load of the houses. Yeah. And it was like, before it was a hospital, it was like a like a warehouse. Yeah. You know, where they'd send people, and then, like it was a kid's orphanage for a bit and all. So like it was a little bit fucking eerie anyway. I yeah. remember once I was stoned and this, you know, you can't start a story with, I was stoned and I seen something because people go, no, you were just really high. Because it was, right? And I was, I was, Stoned, I was really high. And I got out the shower and I looked in the mirror and I seen a face behind me, right? But again, Hamish, I'm stoned. How much can I read into this? How much was it the devil's lettuce? You know, mm. 
But I remember not ever liking being in that house on my own, but I don't know if it was just because my cousin was pranking the shit out of me or if it actually was haunted. Mm. I don't actually, I'd look, look, Jack, I don't know. It's one of those mysteries that we will never be able to close the case unless you see it again. Mm. You know? But in, in, in saying that though, I think like, I don't know, man. I think that if you, if you take drugs or you're on drugs, it certainly makes you more um, susceptible to those yeah. experiences. Yeah. yeah. But um, which, which is like on one end, right. Is it that you, that you are just your, your mental state is, you know, just kind of fucking, or is it, is it that, you know, they're acting as some kind of, you know, um, you know, it's almost like radio, right. Where the, you've, you've now dialed yourself into a frequency that's yeah. a bit more closer to the forbidden station. I think a lot of people, a lot of our listeners have just heard that and went, no, it's because you're really stoned. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever done a ghost hunt tour? Like one of those. I so it like in Sydney they do one. Um have you have you done one before? Yeah, I've never paid to do a tour like though, but I've I've been to places where it's the the supposedly haunted, you know. Mm. Yeah. It felt uncomfortable because un like you you already have that, you know, sentiment in your brain going, well, this is supposed to be haunted. Ooh. and but you know and you feel you feel you feel funny going in but then i've also been on the flip side of it where i didn't know that it was a thing and nothing i felt nothing mm. and day somebody was like oh you know people were murdered there and you were like oh, oh really really it's like neat so, so i just wonder if it's like a bit of a placebo thing mm. like, like make yourself go oh so, so we we did one in sydney me and my missus and um it was like but it was like 26 dollars each right to go and it was pretty much the end of the first lockdown and we were like there's nothing to do it was a sunday we were like let's all right we'll do we'll go and have something and then we'll go and do like a ghost hunt walk tour or whatever it was called i think they probably had better marketing than what i've just given them um anyways we went and then it was all very like and in this house there was a man who lived with his wife and one day he went missing this is known as the ghost of george street right and then it's going on and going on and going on and 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 the house was renovated 20 years ago and they found a foot and next to the foot was the bones of a shark right and this guy next to me this older australian guy just goes uh, excuse me, lather. Sharks don't have bones. They're made of cartilage. Yeah. And I watched this woman just sink, just dissolve. Yeah. Literally just down into his shoes. Yeah, but he's also wrong because sharks do have sharks do have bones, man. That's why you can get shark jaws and stuff like that. You know, with the. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe she maybe she shouldn't have melted. But it was like he just hit the bullshit alarm and she just, you know, fell. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it was true. If you're I don't know. Ju- Look, if you're from George Street in Sydney, be careful. It sounds like a bit of a far-fetched story already. Uh, a lot of them. A lot of them. Uh, a lot of them. Oh, so there was one. <laughs> there was one where a man had cheated on his wife. 
And um, right, so the so at the top of the rocks, there was uh, a lot of people were like hanged there, mm-hmm. right, for like different crimes, whatever. And they used to hang them on the hill, right. And um, and then she was telling us this story, and then she went, and that house over there, uh, a woman's husband was cheating on her, so she cut off his penis. Right, and there's dead silence, and I went, "Was he hung as well?" Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my missus goes, as a little chuckle. And just complete silence, complete silence again. And she went, no, he died from loss of blood. And I was like, that's it. Never doing one of these again. Oh, man. There is no humor in this woman. You know, there would be no human. Death all day and go. There was no humor. There was nothing in her. Nothing. Nothing at all. I thought it was fucking hilarious. You know, you you think to yourself, oh, <laughs> wait till everybody hears this. Yeah. Have those moments. Wait till everybody hears this. Yeah. Dead silence. And then just the woman who has to love me because we've been together for so long. I got a laugh out of it. Oh. Well, at least you got a laugh. After that, I swore never to do another ghost hunt walk tour ever again. Yeah. Ever again. Can I, when we were, when I was at school, that down the, if you ever go to my hometown of Dubbo, there, yeah, Dubbo. old Dubbo jail, that's down in the main street. Like literally there's the main street. You've got Maya in between that down the road a little bit. You've got this old, old Dubbo jail, but it, anyone who was like, you know, like in the country that kind of from like, you know, Bathurst onwards, that like committed crimes, that's where you'd go to get like hung and all the bodies and stuff are under, under the, under where you where you're just kind of walking around the bodies are still there and um they had this room right which is fucking anyway i didn't see any ghost i didn't really feel anything because i was there you know but but apparently you know you can still see that they have this room where they used to put you in and um you know kind of give you a bunch of couple days worth of food and water and then they'll shut the room up so it's completely black. Like you mm-hmm. can't see your hands. You can't see nothing. It's like the darkest black you've ever, you know, seen. It's probably what it'd be like, you know, being lost in space, right? Yeah. Just kind of, you're just there and you're like, well, now there's nothing. Yeah. Mm. And, and people used to lose their minds. Like after like a day or two, they would start scratching the walls. Uh, and they yeah. used to have this game, which they'd try to play to keep them somewhat sane, where they would take off the buttons off their shirts and then start flicking the button around and trying to find the button and then doing it again and again and again. Oh, wow. And sometimes they would lose the button and just go insane, just lose their <laughs> mind completely. Anyway, we're in, you know, year one or two and they're like, yeah. yeah, so this room is where they used to put people in solitary isolation as a punishment. And, um, you know, it's like, whatever. But now kind of going back to it, I was like, oh, I should feel spooked out, but I just, don't yeah it's so ridiculous though isn't it yeah it is it what they used to do to people like right how can we talk to these people i mean i suppose like solitary confinement still exists in the world mm. you know but the idea that like you're gonna you're gonna kill somebody the end of their life is coming mm. and then you're like right like, let's treat them like even more shit just on the mm. build-up to it mm. 
Yeah, look, man, with all the stuff with ghosts, right? I would love to see one. Mm. I would really love to because it just make me bit more comfortable with the idea of dying right because it's like well you know then i then because i'm i'm somebody man like i'm i you know i'm just if if i saw a ghost be like okay there is something after we don't mm. because we just don't know right you can believe in religion but me i'm one of those people that you know needs to see something to kind of convince me right or mm. needs to kind of have some kind of you know not necessarily see it but be able to sense it in one other way you know or mm. certain way just to prove that you know that that it is true like how can i just believe it on scripture yeah you know so that would be amazing thing but just i just i just haven't so far and you know i'm just more worried about the people above the earth on that are on the earth now than the ones that are below us (laughs) you know they scare me more yeah yeah, but I mean, like, if the ghost of Hitler was haunting you, yeah, that'd be pretty fucking terrifying, wouldn't it? But if it was your, your great auntie June or whatever, that'd be quite a, you know, as long as she'd be haunting you, she'd just be hanging around the house, pottering, pottering about, doing ghostly ghostly good. I don't know if if the ghost of necessarily Hitler would be, be you know, the, the worst thing. A pretty the- shitty ghost. Yeah, it'd just be this angry, 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 you know, guy yelling at me in a foreign yeah. language. I'd be like, shut the yeah. fuck up. You'd just hear him go stepping around. But he probably would calm down after a while when I went out the, out the back and started painting. It probably back. <laughs> They'd probably calm me down for a little bit. Yeah, for a bit. Let's calm you down a bit, Hitler. That's what he needed. Yeah. A bit of calming down. Oh, he fucking just needed to go to art school is what he needed. He, that's what he did do. And that fucked him up. That's what No, he didn't did. get accepted. That's what fucked him up. And then he was like, oh, okay. now I'm going to end the world. <laughs> you know what I've always thought was an interesting theory on Hitler? What? Is, um, so, you know, the way he was like coked out of his fucking mind and he used to give him like amphetamines. And have you ever watched a speech where he's like, and he's like cooking, he's like fucking... T- He's like there, right? Because he's off his fucking nut on drugs, right? They're yeah. just giving him all that shit, right? And there was that um, when so they planned to the saying blow them out of the water. They were going to put all the tanks on the beach. They were going to wait for the the Allied forces to come in, and they were just going to blow the fuckers out of the water, right? Mm-hmm. And then Hitler has been on for four days, and he's like, "This is me plan." And then he just, you know, has one of those come down sleeps that lasts fucking three weeks sometimes, yeah. you know? And he's he's on the back end of a bender. He's just out cold. And none of his generals would make the decision to still do it because yeah. they weren't sure if he'd have changed his mind. And, you know, he was a bit of an arsehole. What he'd do to them if that wasn't what he actually wanted to do. So he didn't do it. And then the Allied forces got in. Right, mm. I love the idea that if 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 the evil Nazi bastard scientists, instead of giving them all these fucking drugs that had them cooked and fucking fried, if they would have just given them a bit of weed, hmm. you know, like, oh yeah, oh let's let's get rid of all these camps, yeah. This could be very good holiday camps, yeah, because he would have been the most chilled out fucking. That's what he needed. A bit of weed. A bit of weed. He'd have seen a bit of sense. Except that they gave him speed. Yeah. 
Weed instead of speed. That's what I always say. Because he was fucked out of his mind. But if he just had a little bit of, bit of the devil's letters. You know what I think we should do? I think we should let everybody go and just live peacefully. That's what he would have been like. He would have been fucking... He would have been all right. He'd have been sounded painting. like Mussolini there. He'd have been painting him too. Give him a bit of weed. Fucking yeah. hell. That's where they're all going wrong. Now, for any, class A's. any of the listeners who are listening kind of lost with what we're talking about here. So the Germans, um, the German scientist invented a drug called pervertine. Well, that's mm. what it was the marketing name. That's what it was called. And pervertine in, uh, in its chemical form is methamphetamine. Yeah. So, and they were giving out meth meth pills to, you know, all these pervertine pills as rations to all the German soldiers. And it was like the theory of the super soldier because that'd yeah. be but keep them going. Also also Hitler was on a on a on a pretty big drug cocktail list. Oh, fuck yeah, he, was, he was like Jordan Belford in in the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. He was taking, they were giving him IV, IV injections of methamphetamine and yeah. then also using cocaine oh, Fucking not. Yeah. And or like then, an angry cokehead, you know? And you just yeah. paranoid drug taker ever. Fucking hell. But you know, also like when they were giving the 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 German soldiers like pervertine, there is like there there is a lot of evidence that in some like after a while, what would happen is the soldiers would stay up for a certain amount of days. And when when you do that, there's a you you start to introduce insanity into your mind. Right? Mm. Your body hasn't slept, and your body is going, "We want to sleep," and your mind is going, "Nah, we want to stay up and shoot people." Yeah. And what was happening is the German soldiers were like killing each other with friendly fire, right? And just you know, one of the German soldiers would move. They were starting to get paranoid. They were starting yeah. to really. Laugh. I've got to say, if they're doing that to each other, it wasn't friendly fire. It was anti-friendly fire, and the Nazis are doing it. Well, Good I on think- them. I think any man, one of you know, what a, what a, what a weird, what a weird time because they used to do with the Japanese soldiers and the Vietnamese. They used to just fucking drug them all. Get out there, get out of it. I think you know? still, I think the Americans still do. I oh, wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. Yeah, you know, and um, and it was like especially uh, what it was actually probably good for was the pilots to keep them kind of on task to be able to fly long distances mm. keep people up for five days then you've, you've, you're sending people mad essentially yeah but isn't it funny like that's yeah well all right we're gonna give the pirates lots of drugs right but like when you get like crackhead eddie on the street who, who loves the over here for anyone not from australia they call the ice pipe a see-through didgeridoo or a glass barbie you know, if you if you're you're jumping on the ice, right? Those people are an annoyance in society. But in war, it's like, oh yeah, fuck. We get him, you know, for the price of three soldiers for three days because he's just gonna keep going through mm. off his tits. Mm. It's fucking, it's 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 bizarre, isn't it? But yeah. their logic was, we'll just create super soldiers who won't sleep. Well, on the surface level, right? If you read it in a book, right? Mm. Side, you know, effects of meth, right? For a, for a second, it sounds like a good idea if it's not tested, right? Mm. You know, and I suppose they learned why it's not a good idea. But if you read staying up for several days, that's right. It's like, well, that would be helpful yeah. for the boys. Tick. Up, uh, on the, 
Yeah. Tick. And then, then it's like super strength. Tick. Oh, well, that's a good one. Yeah. And then it's like low levels of, um, you know, compassion or emotion. Well, that's, Bloody, a- that's what they need on the front line. Tick. Yeah. Tick. <laughs> no mercy. Tick. Uh, so you could you you can almost see why they thought for yeah and then for, and then he's getting down the list and he goes uh insomnia uh craze loss craze related teeth loss uh paranoid uh annoying uh ah uh, okay right that's it we've got three chicks here and uh four crosses but you know what the hell let's go for it yeah let's let's send them the boys yeah. out yeah let's send Bother the boys team. out he hoofed and he poofed and then he signed the eviction note let's get the boys out yeah and and then they're like yeah ignore all that shit right forget about all that he can stay up for four days super strength no compassion that's get them out there get this in your mouth Put it in the mouth. Double drop, drop, glove drop these pills. Get out there. Yeah. Put it in your body. Yeah. But I think also the English were doing it too. But oh, uh, I, they... think, I think everyone would have had their... Uh, man, it's like, you know, one needs to just give cigarettes out. Yeah. Th- this will calm you down. This will, this will add years to your life. This is really good for your lungs. Ladies, if you're pregnant... Smoking, smoke a cigarette, yeah. But uh, you guys gave you know, and I think Aussies did it as well. I don't uh, want to hear a bad man. word about the English, don't you dare, don't you dare. Man, it's like this, this is this. I'm, well, I don't know if this is a bad word, it's just no, get, go for it, man. I think we, you, well, it's maybe not a fact because I'm saying I think, you know, I, I think it's a fact. Mm. I think, therefore, I am. What's it called? Like. The old version of speed, which was like Benadryl, where it's not Benadryl. Benadryl is what you take if you've got the sniffles. What's a what? No, no, I know, but I think that's. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Now, Rogers. Yeah. Now, Rogers. <laughs> you know, like the this form of speed, which doesn't seem to really exist. Well, that's probably where Benadryl came from. Like all cough medicine, you know, is ba- you know, is based with like pseudoephedrine or some kind of speed. Mm. You know, that's why they use it to make meth. Do they? Yeah. That's why yeah. there's a limit if you go to the shop and buy pseudo epidrine. They're like, why are you buying two packets, son? What have yeah. you got going on in your... You, you trying to cook a bit of meth, son? Mmm. <laughs> two packets. No, mister. I'm just really, really sick. Yeah, we've seen your kind in here before, you bloody junkie. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, fucking hell. What a, it's it's a it's a hell of a drug, isn't it, Meth, when you see people out and about on that? Yeah. I, I went, I was in a I was in Queensland uh doing a bit of work. And I went to watch this band. I won't name the band. Anyway, after this show, um actually it will. It was uh, Is Mankind. Very fucking awesome band. Mm. We'll try and get them on for an interview. Really good band, man. Really good band. And uh, it was actually they were the first gig I'd seen. First thing I'd experienced post COVID, you know, mm. like the first fucking experience. And it was unbelievable. And I don't know if they were that good or it was just, I needed it, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know which one it was, but it was a, it was a fucking beautiful cocktail. Anyway, right. Mm. So after the show, I get talking to these guys and they're like, oh, look, we, 
this is like a Wednesday night. They're like, look, we've got we've got a an after party. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, why not? I'm off. Why not? I'll come. Anyway, get there. And it's only a bloody meth party. Right? And I, I was in there about three minutes. And uh, I seen the Barbie. The, you know, the see-through didgeridoo. There it is there. Mm. And I went, nah, uh, fuck this. And I went home. Because we don't really have the experience with that at home. You know, it's not... Mm. It's not really made its way to the United Kingdom. Um, and it's it's just one of those things where if I was to do that, I know what my personality is like. Yeah. Mm. And that would be me for years. I'd have no teeth. This podcast would sound a lot more like this because I'd have no teeth. And I'd be selling things, you know, and I'd look like hell. And mm. it's just, there's a level of shit you just don't fuck with, Hamish. And I feel like yeah. for me, meth, heroin... Uh, it's the older I get, the more the more class A's added to this list. Have you, you just don't fuck around with that shit. I've never looked at meth and been like, fuck, that looks fun. Oh, that looks delicious. Yeah. You've been up for seven days. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, no. Like it's just it's just not one that that is that looks, you know, any kind of any kind of fun. Mm. Yeah, but in saying that, I take amphetamines every day. Oh, you do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And they make my brain <laughs> work, you know? Yeah. Uh, before that, like for anyone listening, go, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I take amphetamines every day. That's the clip. There it is. Not there methamphetamine. Is. Uh, I take amphetamines to for, for, for ADHD, basically, um, to fucking... But it makes me tired. That's a weird thing. You know, yeah. I get because it's, it's not made in a kitchen. Okay, <laughs> I get a dose Fucking of with glass thrown into it. Ooh. Is that what happens when you take it? Uh, yeah, I don't feel like staying up for five days. Uh. Yeah. Man, it makes me tired. That's when you know you've got a chemical imbalance in your brain. Mm. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and you know, like, I don't how, know. How long have you been on that medication for? Like, like two years now, and I've probably done more in those two years than ever because I was able to stay focused on like the task at hand. Mm. <laughs> mm. Which it is, is strange, isn't it? it, it it's it's kind of you know like if you look at like the amphetamine problem in America, you know prescription drugs right, and it's like a big big issue in the world, right? And mm. you know there's not a lot in me that thinks pharmaceutical companies always have your best interest at heart ever, right? <laughs> ever, but with with those drugs because they're prescribed, it's like oh no these are, these are the good ones, these are mm. the prescribed ones. But then you know with Fucking bit of bit of ice, bit of ice made in somebody's kitchen. Oh, you don't want to be taking that. You do not want to put that shit on your own body. Yeah. No, I don't like. I I see what you mean, but I I, you know. But if you know if if it does help, yeah, then yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I just I'd like to know the kidney damage and stuff. What no, goes on. I, funnily, funnily that. I've had a check. Oh, yeah. I was, I was thinking the same thing. 
So I went and had like a full body kind of examination. And they're like, yeah. and they said, yeah. buddy, hell, you've got no hairs on this body. No, the only thing it's really <laughs> is it's pushed my blood pressure up. So it's oh, like it? you've got you've got a higher blood pressure, but it's not abnormal. So mm. you 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 know you you're you're all right, son. You've you're got all healthy right, son. You'll be yeah, all right. So, and I thought, fuck, man, my liver's going to be trashed right when I went mm. into this thing. I was more worried. Forget anything else. I thought from from the years of being from playing music and you know partying. I thought being a naughty boy. I thought my and they were like you've got and i was like oh no and they're like yes yeah, so with your liver you've got better than average liver function and i was like really <laughs> look at you showing off look at you showing off i was like, I was like oh oh thank you <laughs> thank you up high thank you thank you god you so know? do you if you're on that medication do you have to go like every few years and get that checked or is not is that not like a thing no i just up, have up to, to the, like up to, up to you the taker yeah no i the just recipient of these wonderful goodies i just did it as like i had a day off and i was like gonna go to the medic let's check this liver out yeah let's do a full you know one of those blood tests and see mm. you know, if there's anything going on oh that's good anyway at least that removes a bit of a bit of worry yeah, well, I was scared of doing it. And I was like, well, if you're scared of doing it, it's probably a good idea to do it, right? Mm. You know? Mm. <laughs> Have I... Uh, so this is a little bit different. And I don't know if I should tell this story. What'd you get an STI check? No, no, no one of them. I'm clean, boy. I'm clean. I got a clean bill of health. Mm. So um, I had... <laughs> really bad tonsillitis once right yeah i always used to get it and i think i'll be honest with the with the listeners i was partying a little bit too hard you know i'd say 19 to 21 just a little bit too hard but every time i used to take a specific um mind-altering substance uh, i would get like tonsillitis right and i used to get septic tonsillitis all the fucking time right yeah. and i'd be sick for, for so long i'd be on so I can't take penicillin because if I take penicillin, I have like an acid trip. I'm allergic to penicillin. It fucks me up, right? So I couldn't, I could never take that because mm. if I had it, I'd just be like in a fucking vacuum. I mean, mind would be all over the place, right? So I can't take penicillin. Anyway, so I, I get tons like this this time and I got really sore back and then I got really, really, really sore nuts, right? Mm. And I was like, ah, me balls, like... And we had a big thing last week on Monday Night Fever. Oh, checking your testes, fellas. It's important, right? So I was like, my balls are sore. I'm like, what, what's going on here? Right? So I went into the doctors and I was like, Dr. Misra, my, I think I've got, I think I've got tantalizers. My balls are really sore. And he said, oh, okay. Not to worry. Uh, your glands are just inflamed. You know, it, it makes your back arch more and then indirectly your testicles a little bit sore, right? And I was like, oh, doctor, uh, I think uh, I think my balls, there's something going on, something going on. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. You've got tonsillitis, your glands are inflamed, your back's, you know, arching a little bit more and your, your testicles are now feeling the, the brunt of it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Do you think it could be mumps though? And he's like, 
No, 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 Jack. I'm a, I'm a doctor. You've Googled this. I'm, I, I am an actual doctor. You've mm. been on WebMD for two minutes, decided you've got mumps. You, your glands just... And I go, okay. Can you check me balls, though? <laughs> right. So he goes, all right, get them out. So I get them out. Whoosh. Right. Now I got them out. Pew. Got them out, right. And uh, he does this into his hands. Gloves go on. Little bit of, I want to call it antibacterial, but it could have been lube. Who knows? <laughs> and the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, yeah, he's got big hands. Anyway, right. So he, he, there, he checks and he goes, yeah, you're fine. And I go, okay. Oh, thanks for checking. And he goes, okay. So then I walk out and my brother was waiting for me in the waiting room. And it was like a full waiting room. And uh, I walk out and my brother goes, like quite loud. How are your balls then? <laughs> I was just like, oh, the embarrassment, the embarrassment. But like, as soon as he finished saying that, I went, oh, apparently I need penis reduction surgery. <laughs> and then we left, right? We left. And there was, you know, like a waiting room just full of grannies and... Yeah. Oh, a bit of a chesty cuff, you know, a, a lot of those people. And they just had to listen to me with me long hair saying I need penis reduction surgery. But the main thing was, hey, my balls were fine, and you know, I didn't. Also, I've also, have you ever had the uh, the doctor the reach around? Have you had the the the, the hand up the arse? No, no. State exam. No, yet. Let me tell you another story. All right, so actually, no, I won't tell this one. It's a bit gruesome. Moving on, moving on. I'll I'll tell you next time I see you in the pub. All right. This is not for a podcast. It's just not cricket anymore without Shane Warne. It's just not cricket without Shane Warne anymore. <laughs> that saying, that saying, it's just not cricket anymore. When when I was in school and a teacher would, and you were talking about something highly inappropriate that you shouldn't have been talking about in school. In school? Um, yeah, that your teacher would come behind us and would be like, it's just not cricket, it's crochet. Or something dumb like that. But it's just not cricket anymore. And then all the boys would be like, yeah, it's just not, and just no, oh shit, there's, there's someone behind us we shouldn't be talking. Okay, it's just not cricket anymore. The game's turning into something else. It's, oh, so you'd say that or the teacher would say that? No, we would say it to each other. Oh, so you'd know the teacher was there? Yeah, it was like, the, oh. it was like coded. It's just not cricket anymore. Like if, if we were talking about something inappropriate to get off subject and because somebody was yeah. listening to us or we could see... You know, what you know, we're having a conversation about a girl we fancied, and she walked in yeah. the room would be like, It's just not cricket. Yeah. So me and my friends used to have something similar, but we used to say, anyway, is Wonderwall. Because there's just there's just no turning around from saying anyway, it's Wonderwall. Yeah. That's Big good. news. Liam Gallagher's coming over. Yeah. Have you got tickets? No, I never got tickets. Oh man. Did you get tickets? Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Piece of Man, shit. Well, I, 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 Hugh bought a ticket for me because he bought a bulk of tickets. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And this was a while ago now. Way to go, Hugh. Yeah. You should have got, we should, we, uh, are you standing? I, I think standing? This very, like, this was a while ago. This was like around the time where we did the Grand Union interview. Like, was, was it pre, pre, pre Jack, pre Jack Hughes, BC? Was it then? No, it was, it was before after. cricket. It was after, but it was like a pre-sale of the Liam Gallagher tickets. Oh, okay. Only when I first 
first meet, yeah. Were you, are you standing? Yeah, I think so. I'll be able to get a standing ticket. What do you think of uh, the Everything's Electric? This track with Dave Grohl. I thought it was good. I thought yeah. it was good. I think, I think most of Ethically timed you on there. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a good little bedtime track. Mm. So one of my friends, big big Welsh Lee, he, uh, he, we went to watch Liam Gallagher when he was here, yeah, 2019, was it? Mm-hmm. More. And he was like, to be honest, Jack, I think some of this new stuff, I think, uh, you know, if he'd never have been in Oasis, would anyone really fucking care about this music? Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a harsh, harsh thing to say. What's that? You know, there's one that he did, which is a fucking great song. Mm. It's like the right off the bat, like, you know, I've just forgotten exactly what it's called, but it's the it's, it's the really one good. where a groundbreaking song. Oh, I should know it too, because it will stack my head for a long time. It's the one where he's got the strings in it. Slow kind of ballad. Bold? No, no, no. On the first album. All right. Hamish is jumping on on the spot. Oh, what it's worth, I'm sorry um, for the hurt. I'll be the first to say, made my own mistakes. That's it. Yeah, it's a good track. That one, that one. That album's brilliant. Yeah. And uh, I didn't, like, like, that impressed me way more than like Wall of Glass and all the. Mm. And there's also that other one that sounds like a Bond song. It sounds a bit like Hey Bulldog by the Beatles. Oh, okay. Um, but not exactly like it because the Gallagher's would never do that to the Beatles. I mean, the Gallagher's are original. OGs, the OGs. Um, it's on that. It's on the second album that he put on. Why? Why me? Why Why? not? Exactly. Is there, um, if there's anyone listening to this who has got tickets to Liam Gallagher and uh, you want me to come with you because Hamish doesn't want me to go with him, give me a shout and I'll come. I'll just come with you. With us, Jack? What? You can come with us. (sighs) Doesn't feel like it. You got a ticket. Come with us. Coming alone. Now. Which is not fun at all. Ask anybody. I'm inviting you now. I don't know if it counts. Does it count on a podcast? Of course. It's a you know, it'd be good as well. Like, I'll be, I'll turn up and you'll be like, oh, what are you doing now? And I'll be like, remember our 101 of episode four of Monday Night Fever? Let me play it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'd be like, if you come, it'd be great. Oh, mate. You're invited. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's really nice. It's a really nice thing to say. No worries. I'd, I'd look. Imagine if I'd like asked as soon as we'd done that Grand Union thing the next like couple of days, and was like, "Oh, come to William Gallagher with us." I'd have said yes. It probably would have been a maybe. Now in hindsight, yes. it would seem like a bad idea. I knew I I'd made a friend. I'd have been all for it. <laughs> yeah. But instead, you decided. That, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll involve him in me business first. Forget, forget all the fun stuff. I'll just involve them in the business for, and then maybe. Do you think th- I have time hours to buy of... concert tickets? I'm a busy man. You are a busy I, man. I didn't even buy these concert tickets. I got somebody else bought them for me. Yeah. He's got too much time on his hands here. He needs to be editing more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's been slacking off lately. 
If you oh, want to be shoot. an editor of West Underground, let us know. Yeah, if you want to edit, do it. Yeah, let us know. Come on board. You will show you how to do whatever you want to do. <laughs> like, not buy me a concert ticket. Thanks, you. Jeez, you. God's sake. But you Pat Doherty, he's got one. Fucking hell. <laughs> Oh, man. Pat Doherty should come join us on Monday Night Fever. I'm really happy with the response to the Pat Doherty podcast. Do you feel like that was the best interview? I think since I've been around anyway, that's that's been my favourite one thus far. I think in terms of it being the best interview... I don't think it I don't think it came close, but I think it became the best entertaining thing we'd ever done. Mm, okay. One of you know, or one of them. I think on the entire channels, it's probably one of the most entertaining conversations because I think it lost lost its interview status pretty quick and just became a fast fucking around. And which was to me more more interesting sometimes than an interview. Mm. Like sometimes you want to hear interviews like with 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 people and then there's other people where you want to hear them just kicking the shit and i feel like with pat yeah you just want to kick the shit because yeah. it's just way more fun than so pat what were you so a pat, child so patrick do you prefer patrick or patty yeah oh. i know what you mean yeah. i know what you mean i like the nice balance in between that yeah you know i think we did yeah yeah i thought but, we did a good job but as for an interview, I think whenever you bring up the word interview, I think like, you know, you think of Trevor McDonald is and... like, is it, you know, how close can you get to putting people to sleep? You know, mm. Ones. Mm. we don't want to do that, yeah. especially not on Monday Night Fever. No way on Monday Night Fever. No. So anybody who's got access to an aeroplane or maybe a helicopter and a bouncy castle, give us a shout. We'll bring our own mm. uh, bungee cord. Mm. I watched Jackass four last night. Oh, what was it like? Oh, it was it was good, right? It was good. Is it weird without Bam Margera? Not really. It was kind of like uh, it was only weird when I thought about it after. But mm. when you're watching it, you're like, no, nah, it's not really that weird. But it was weird just watching old older men do yeah. stunts where you're like, I felt more where it wasn't as funny this time. It was like. I felt more concerned about their well-being the whole time. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah, like Johnny Knoxville's like 50. Yeah. And he got your money. fucked up in this, man. And I was like, oh, man. Like, you you know, did you have to do this one, boys? Like, it's good. Mm. But it's like, you know, you're 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 older now, guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I used to have my own little jackass thing. Yeah. So I got a camcorder one, Chris, and I loved Bam Margera when I was growing up. You know, we were talking about like celebrities who like changed your life. Bam Margera was one for me. Like I I got into skateboarding. I was like only used to skate his boards, only used to wear like his shoes. That is like I was loved Bam Margera, right? Um and I used to so we had a show called Viva La Bam, and then obviously it was like Jackass and Dirty Sanchez, and they all kind of did the same, like the, the pranks and the stunts and all that. So I got a camcorder one year for Christmas, and me and my friends used to do it, and it was called Viva La Jack's Ass, I think we mm-hmm. used to call it. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. it was called that. I don't know. Um, and we, you know, film ourselves doing crazy stuff, man. We were just a few bunch of crazy kids. 
and I'd love to find that camcorder and rewatch some of that shit. Because, you know, they're getting paid millions of dollars to do these things. We were doing them for free. Yeah. Jumping into things, falling off things. The shopping trolley into a curb, into bushes. Have you ever done that before? Yeah. It It fucking sucks, man. Sucks a little bit less if you're drunk. If you're if you're doing that to someone, if you're inflicting that kind of pain to someone, it's fucking hilarious. But when you when that's you in there, oh, that's not a, that moment, the, the the impact moment, and you go, oh no, and you can't do anything, and it feels like it's slow motion. You're in a cage, yeah. and then you you know you're hitting branches. I never liked that one. But um, it's definitely inspired me, man. And like I think I was thinking while watching this yesterday. Once West Underground gets a bit more money to play with, mm. I definitely want to, you know, take an element of, you know, a, a leaf out of their book mm. and uh, apply it to it. Like, I'd like to do West Underground paintball one day. That would be fun. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Record that. Yeah. You know, up above, hovering above us, and then kind of, you know, rent out a little paintball thing and just have us three on it, three each on a team, just fucking. Have, you, have you done paintball before? Uh, not not legit paintball. I made a paintball gun with my dad for another story. Okay. Been shot by a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done it? Gun crime is serious. Yeah. So I've done it a few times. First time I ever done it, I got shot in the testicles. Right. Just not fun at all. And I was just down. And then when I was down, like people were assholes and they were just shooting me while I was on the ground. Not <laughs> <laughs> in my balls. Then I went to the doctors and he felt them up again. No, and then, so that happened. And then I remember playing and I got like super into it. And this is why I think if there is conscription and they want me, you know, like I'm, I'm a, you're the same of an age where we'd be, you know, soldiers to go, even though we're lovers, not fighters here at West Underground. Mm. Like I was there and I'd be an awful soldier because like someone on my own team ran past and I just panicked and I shot him like three times at point blank. And he, like went, he went, he went, he went, friendly fire, friendly fire. And I went, oh man, I'm so sorry. But I didn't really know him either, which made it worse. Yeah, Just picking yeah. them off. Um, and then the last time I played, it was like a last man standing thing or last person standing. And I was the last one because I had hid, right? And it was like, it was like on a course and it was around mm-hmm. different like sections, if you like. Mm-hmm. And on this one, I was the last one standing, but I thought the game was still going on. So I stayed hidden for 10 minutes after the game had finished. Mm. And people had already left and gone for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then I just walked out and I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And they're like, oh, what have you been? And I was like, I was and they're like, oh, you were the last one standing. And I was like, oh, didn't mm-hmm. feel like a victory, if I'm honest. Because mm-hmm. I was like, at what point is the right time to walk out? You know, you don't want to be the second to last person standing. Yeah. It is so much fun now. I would love to do that, man. And I'd also like, I would like to do it with laser tag as well, but that's a bit harder because you'd have to buy some kind of like night, you'd have to get some kind of night vision to see. What about like paintball night vision? It'd be good, but you'd fuck up your camera so fast because you wouldn't be able to see whether, you know what I mean? Could we wear like GoPros? I don't know if they've got the feature for it, but, um, Night vision, Monday night vision. Yeah, like 
bring it out then. It's it's hard to record, but um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff. Like I think definitely getting a ball pit and getting the sumo suits on and stuff. I'm I'm game for that as soon as we can do that. I gave you a quote on how much that'll that'll be. It's like a, maybe it's nearly close to what you know. If someone gives us two grand to play around with, we'll do it. India, listen up. Spotify, listen up. It has to be two grand Australian, not rupee. Yeah, don't do not give us that. Give us that. Just give us lots. Just give us a lot of it. Give us as much as you can. Give a Jack and Hamish a chance this Christmas. <laughs> but um, I'd floor you and sumo, sumo ball pit, man. I think we'd have to do best out of like five rounds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the rules of sumo, but that feels <laughs> like it. We feel like I'd be an adequate amount of time. I think it'd be fucking tiring as well. Yeah, you'd be laughing so much. Yeah, and you'd be losing so much, boy. Yeah. And then it would also be fun to like to then try to sumo like to skateboard like in a sumo suit, and you'd probably feel more confident because you'd hurt yourself less. Yeah, man, I I, I bought a skateboard again over lockdown because I was like, oh, it's something I can do on my own, and yeah, man, you fucking you have no fear when you're younger. And yeah. I was literally going down like a hill, it wasn't even that steep, and inside of me, I was like, oh no, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna yeah. break my hip. The yeah. older you get, the more of a bitch you become, I feel. Yeah. That's, that's so what's true. kind of amazing about the Jackass boys is like, they're 50-odd. Yeah. And the fear, the risk-reward thing is, you know, there's one, the way it was. There's one scene in this movie, though, in Jackass 4, where I think they went, like, way too far. Mm. You know, like, where they actually put one of the boys, like, lives at risk. What they do is they tie, they put him on an electric chair and it's like they start off by asking him questions and like doing it as like a lie detector thing and if he lies, they zap him, which that one's fine, mm. right? He's getting zapped and then they all leave the room and they they and before they leave the room, they cover him with honey and they cover him with like marshmallows and shit and then they let in a black bear. What the fuck? And while the black bear is like eating marshmallows off his penis, right, a full fucking black bear which is fucking huge and then they're electrocuting him and he's like fucking he is like you can see that he is starting to panic he's like no no, no, this is not fun and the black bear starts to try to bite him and like they're not even stopping the stunt yet the fucking animal coordinator has to stop and be like boys the fucking about to eat him it's trying to bite his arms okay now yeah it's dark yeah Jackass forever went dark. Yeah. And I was like, this is not even Jackass. This looks like Saw. (laughs) You know, this is something that Jigsaw would do. Yeah, that is Jigsaw shit, though. Yeah. You know? (laughs) But I was like, fucking hell. You know? But, um... Uh, I went to watch, um... Went to watch... What film was it? Oh, the new Batman. Yeah. And it's all filmed. Like, I think 80% of it's filmed in Liverpool, right? <laughs> so I'm literally watching it with my missus going, That's St. George's Hall. There's the Liver Buildings. That's Anfield Cemetery. <laughs> I just fucking keep doing it. And she was like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's okay. You've told me. But I was just fascinated by it. Mm. Batman, in, Batman in my home. It made me really homesick, though. Mm. You know? 
I wish I was in a bat suit walking around Liverpool. I'll tell you that for free. That's cool that they did it over there. It was a good film, though. It was a good film. It's quite dark. Have you noticed like a lot of movies now leaving the States? Like, uh, uh, I think it's tax, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I just want to say where host Jack Carpenter is. Jack Carpenter. So I think Hamish has been pranking me since I've been doing this because on all the YouTube videos, it comes up as hosted by Hamish Reed and Jack Carpenter. Once again, do I look like I make the credits? That is <laughs> you just look like you deserve credit. That is all. I, that is not my department, Jack. Not my department. That's not me. You'll have to speak to Jordan about that. Jordan. Because I spoke to Hugh about that. He's like, not my department, son. <laughs> Who do I go to? We've got too many managers for this. Way too many managers. We've got to walk down the end of the corridor and go to that office, I think. To the corner office. John will have himself a corner office, won't he? (laughs) The Mm. best views. The best views from West Underground. Right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I love you. See you you next week. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love.